Welcome to the Ingram Micro Advisor Podcast, where we have real conversations about technology. Your hosts are Daniel Gallagher, Jason Williams, and me, Doug Metzger. Today's topic is Microsoft Surface Go for Education. Daniel and Jason, let's talk about some of our experiences with technology in the classroom. Yeah, I'll go first, Doug. Uh, about seven years ago, my kids were part of the first rollout of tablets and laptops to schools in their district. And elementary and middle schoolers received tablets and high school students received laptops. And this was a huge change in their school experience in a good way. Uh, suddenly, suddenly, there were no more heavy books to lug around and missing paper and assignments were no longer an issue, which was a big relief in our house. But um, anyone with kids could feel that. And then also, it just made my kids um, more accountable because they could check their assignments online and communicate through email or their school portal um, with their teachers if they had any questions, which made it a lot easier for them. And then the last thing is they were always assigned a lot of group projects, and this made it a lot easier to collaborate with other kids and it really prepared them for a college and work-life work experience. How about you, Jason? Um, yeah, it's interesting you're talking about the you know, transition into the college experience. And I, I was just thinking about how, you know, at least from my point of view, it's, it's impossible to, to overstate the effect of technology in education. I mean, I'm coming from, you know, I'm a guy who, who as he was graduating college, was hearing rumors of, you know, that internet thing. And, and if you wanted to go see it, you can make an appointment with a professor who happened to have access in their office to, to go and check it out. But it was, you know, it was like the dawn of, of connectivity. Um, you know, and now, um, you know, I, I, uh, I guest lecture for um, a, a friend of mine who is a professor at a, at a modern university. And, uh, you know, now here I, I could walk in. I've got nothing more in my pocket than a, a USB drive. And, and in less than 60 seconds, you know, my materials are up and on display for, for everybody in the classroom. And for those who are uh, actually, um, you know, tunneling in remotely for, for the lecture as well. Um, but I think, you know, technology has, has improved access to materials. And, and like you said, Daniel, it, it not only does it make things easier, but it increases accountability. I mean, a lot more is on the shoulders of the students. They can't say, oh, I, I lost that assignment or, oh, I lost this or that because everything is, is you know, the cloud makes it uh, to have materials available, you know, anywhere, anytime. Um, and then the technology that they've got in their hands, you know, it, it uh, makes it so you, unless you lose a laptop, uh, you know, you've got everything. Um, but I think one of the biggest things to me that I've noticed is that it improves access to professors. You know, office hours are still there, but, but the technology has, has made it so that, um, you know, it, it brings down those barriers and, and makes it easier. It's a, it's a better experience for the students all around. What about you, Doug? You know, that's a really good example, Jason, and yours too, Danielle. I, I was reflecting as we were preparing for this on my experience teaching at Boise State since I've taught in a lecture setting and online. Um, and what I found is for the lecture st style, new building, new technology. Um, however, when I was getting ready for this, I was also thinking about Microsoft Surface, you know, that tablet. And it was interesting to see that most of my students, I'd say maybe 30% had laptops in the classroom. 
no one really had uh, tablets, I think, at the time. That was like, what, four years ago? So they weren't really using tablets too much. However, I could totally see the benefit as I was studying up on, okay, Surface, Surface Go, I want one of these. But <laughs> the, the thing is, is for me was that I could see how some of the benefits, the, the, the functionality, allowing students to take notes um, and, you know, writing on their uh, documents and taking notes and sharing those documents in the classroom could actually, actually speed up that that time in the classroom when you're transitioning from, hey, let's talk about a presentation, let's move to a group activity. And then, Jason, also to your point about remote learning or online learning, um, I found that really engaging. You're right. I think that when as a teacher or as a professor, being accessible electronically uh, helps the student you know, get the answers they need when they need it. Now, let's introduce our guest, Erin Minnick, Partner Development Manager at Microsoft. She's the real expert on Surface Go for Education, which offers students and teachers alike easy, secure devices that are ready to go wherever young minds take them. Thank you for joining us, Erin. Hi, thank you, Doug. Um, and thanks, Danielle and Jason, um, for those examples. Um, you know, any opportunity to talk technology and pedagogy makes me very happy. <laughs> it's my happy place. So I'm excited to be on the Ingram podcast today to talk about Surface Go. Great, Erin. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, first, I want to start off. Um, Surface Go for Education is designed to enhance education. What are its benefits for students? Yeah, so um, so let me start with Microsoft's mission statement, and um, it's to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. And I, I know that's a really lofty goal. <laughs> it's a grand goal. Um, but as a former educator, I get very invigorated and excited when I see that mission statement take shape in real and authentic ways for, for students and educators. Um, you know, it just really gets me going. Um, and actually, as a side note, I'll just say that those that are listening to this podcast, like me, you likely also have a love for technology's ability to enhance learning. And you know, we have a special job selling and supporting schools. So I just I just quickly want to say thank you to all of you out there for what you do because you know we have a lot of responsibility and we we make a big impact. Um, but so Surface Go, it's the newest member of the Surface family. It's the smallest of our Surface devices at 10 inches for the display, but it maintains the premium performance that people have come to expect from our Surface line. And just like Surface Pro, it's also a two-in-one, so it can be used as either a laptop or a tablet. But in the context of Surface Go's benefits for students, I'll frame the conversation around two important areas. And, and those are the areas of the experience and also the role that Surface Go plays in building digital literacy skills. So starting with the experience, um, I, I'll, I'm going to backtrack to that word premium that I, that I referenced before and share why premium matters for students. Because I think that many times, you know, we will shy away from using the word premium in positioning technology to education because, you know, we're, we're worried, honestly, that, you know, that we're going to spark this preconceived uh, fear um, that if something is premium, well, you know, it must have more bells and whistles than, than what's really needed to be effective and meet students' needs. And it's likely also, you know, more than what's reasonable for technology spending and budget. But, you know, and, and in some instances with some technologies that are, you know, built and designed to support teaching and learning environments, there may be some truth there, right? So, for example, um, 
and distance learning. You know, there are immersive telepresence systems out there that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, but do schools really need to invest in one in order to create an effective distance learning program? And, you know, and, and I'm sure we're all in agreement. That answer is emphatically no. <laughs> but when we're talking about a piece of technology that the student's going to use every day as a tool for learning and researching and um, problem solving and communicating, you know, that answer is yes. And so, you know, arguably that the features that we have kind of identified and given this name of premium to with regard to interactivity and using a device in, in one to one for students in the classroom, you know, these features actually should be standard. Um, and by the way, as a side note, Surface Go starts at $399. So it is not a Rolls Royce price point. It's very affordable. And, and the reason why premium matters is because in order for a device to enhance learning, which is really what we're all trying to do here, right? Um, it's got to be versatile and it's got to be adaptive. And it has to provide uh, the most natural experience for students as they're transitioning from working in an analog world with analog tools to a digital one. And, you know, these products, they need to be thoughtfully designed uh, in, a, in a fashion that's going to help minimize barriers to adoption so that students can effectively use it. Ultimately, you know, technology uh, in, in the grand scheme of things should disappear into the background so that students can just focus on those activities and the expectations of, um, of the lesson. You know, content is the focus, not the tool, no matter how cool it is, right? Not the tool that's required to access the content and interact with it. And so, you know, for that reason, again, premium features are just paramount. So I'll, I'll, I'll touch on some of these really great premium features of Surface Go and highlight, you know, why they matter. So I'll, so I'll start off with the, with the display. And most people don't realize this intentional design element of Surface Go, but it has an aspect ratio of three by two, which happens to be the same dimension as a standard sheet of eight and a half by 11 paper. So why does that matter? <laughs> well, it matters because it is natural and it is familiar. So as a student is, you know, rotating Surface Go into uh, portrait mode, it creates, you know, it creates this, this connection uh, in their brains that they know that that is a document that they're viewing, right? It matches what they see in their textbooks or in their, you know, in, in, um, in, in their sheets of paper. Um, so, you know, it's that familiarity as students move uh, between the different modes of, of the device. And the same thing, if it's in landscape, well, then they know that they're, they're looking at a video or they're, or they're viewing a presentation, it's familiar. So um, another feature about the display is called palm block. And palm block is the feature that allows students to just write naturally with their palms resting on the screen while they're completing a writing activity with you know, Surface Pen and Tablet Motor Studio Mode. Uh, that said, uh, when you click on the type cover, so when you put Surface Go into laptop mode, uh, there's a support feature that is built into the trackpad itself that recognizes the difference between uh, intentional clicks, clicks and taps versus the unintentional ones. So that's so cool, right? So the purpose of Palm Block and the smart controls in the type cover are there to, to minimize these instances of frustration that little hands are going to are going to potentially run up against when they're attempting to write, you know, write on a digital canvas or um, or navigate through the material they're focused on. And then um, and then thirdly, there's the surface pen. Um, and so there are pressure and tilt sensors in the tip of surface pen that that afford you know this ability to have like real shading and real calligraphic inking experiences 
the pen emulates uh, the tactile, that, um, that physical feel of using a, a pen on paper. It gives students that resistance. So instead of feeling like sliding a piece of plastic over glass, you know, they feel what they know to be true about writing. And that's huge. Uh, and then the back of surface pen, the eraser, it actually gives that that rubbing sensation, which is also really cool. So I encourage everyone, if you have not uh, ever written with a surface pen on a surface device, uh, give you know give it a go. So when you pull all those things together, the aspect ratio and the palm block and the performance of the pen, and then those smart controls that are built into the type covers trackpad, you know you're delivering this solution to schools that is providing uh, this natural and familiar, experience um, so that they can focus on learning. Now I'll touch on that second area that I talked about, which was, um, you know, development of digital literacy skill sets. So just so that we're all on the same page, I'll go ahead and define what digital literacy is. And it, it's the ability to use information and technologies to find, evaluate, uh, create, and communicate information. And, um, and this does require both cognitive and technical skill, skill development, right? Because the, the technical, it is a tool, so they have to learn how to, how to use it effectively. But when we think about uh, a lot of the very first options that uh, came out uh, for students in one-to-one -one device, you know, in, in, in those devices, and, and honestly, what's still fairly common in classrooms today, it's a clamshell-style laptop, right? And that's good for reading and assessment, um, but what does it rely on? It still relies on a keyboard and it opens and it closes, right? Um, and that's why we see these devices largely being used just for consumption of material and, and for assessments. <clears throat> so, you know, I, I just think that, um, you know, as we look at one-to-one -one as a trend, I think we, we have, you know, we have an opportunity to really make better that experience in one-to-one -one environments because what's out there today doesn't really realize the full opportunity that that a device can bring to the table. That said, Surface Go, it's raising the bar for what students can do with a device and you know it is that realization. So it can be that consumption and assessment tool, right? It checks those boxes, but, um, but it adds boxes. So it makes inking and touch standard as additional ways for students just to become more engaged and immersed um, in, in their work. And it's, and it's adaptive. So it's not a static piece of technology. It can be a tablet used in the reading corner, like where the beanbag chairs are, you know, so the students can get nice and comfy for that finding information component of digital literacy. Uh, and then they can go back to their desks and set up Surface Go in studio mode to accomplish the evaluating of information and, um, and the creating of like graphic organizers, right? Their KWL charts, their Venn diagrams using digital ink in, in Microsoft's Whiteboard for Education app or, you know, or another whiteboarding app. Uh, and then they can um, go back to laptop mode by clicking on the type cover for that communicating element. So, you know, when they need to take what they've learned and what they've organized in the other, in the other two modes, and then begin formulating their content so that they can clearly express themselves and their ideas in their writing assignments. You know, so, um, so anyway, so, so that's how Surface Go addresses um, the finding and the evaluating and the communicating effectively. Uh, but, but then there's that last area in the definition of digital literacy, which was the to create, right? It, um, it was they should be able to use information and technology together to create. Um, and and I, I touched on this when I talked about, you know, creating of graphic organizers, but just 
to dive a little deeper on the importance here on this, um, there's a reason why engineers and architects and graphic artists have drafting tables. And that's because having their work surface raised up just a few degrees is the most comfortable, it's, it's the most comfortable way for them to accomplish their work. So because of the hinge on surface go, it can be put into what we call studio mode for drawing and problem solving. So, you know, so, so uh, you know, we, we aren't just doing a good job replacing analog tools with digital ones. We're actually adding in a new mode for, for a way to work for students. So these three modes and then the additional input options of touch and ink, you know, it's really supporting this holistic, comprehensive approach to meeting student outcomes. And then, um, and then the last point that I want to share on digital literacy is in developing an understanding for what device or, or tool is right for a given task. So, um, so we, we as adults, right, we, um, we on average have about three personal mobile connected devices, uh, though, though uh, for, from a broader landscape, it's estimated that by 2020, uh, we're going to be walking around with six and a half personal connected devices. Now, <laughs> this does include things like, you know, streaming media and gaming and wearables and other technologies, but six and a half devices we're going to be, you know, um, have ownership over. And the thing is that over time, we have naturally developed the preferences for whatever device we go and grab for whatever activity we want to do. But that's actually a skill that we've developed over time. So as teachers begin modeling and defining the right mode of Surface Go that they want their students to be using. Uh, when they say, go to the cart and take Surface Go out in tablet mode, students begin to create those connections and, and learn that important skill early. Uh, you know, what tool and how to use it is gonna help them be the most productive? How can they personalize their experience? And um, how can they use technology effectively given the task they're trying to accomplish? Great points that you brought up about how Surface Go is great for students um, and how it's helpful for teachers. There's so much information, and I think what would be really great if you can share some link in the show notes that people can go to and really look at all those benefits because I know they're going to want to understand each one of them because I, there's so many. So thank you so much for sharing that information. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> Doug, how about you? Yeah, Aaron, I, I agree with Danielle. That was um, really rich information. So when we talked about, or when you talked about the students and what they're getting and also some a bit about the teachers, what do you see that Surface Go offers teachers and that a traditional laptop or desktop doesn't? Yeah, so, um, so one of the biggest challenges that teachers face is time. Um, or, or, or rather, a lack of it, a lack of time. <laughs> and that's because there are so many um, time robbers in an instructional period. And, and these, these time robbers, they're, they're very necessary. Um, you find them in the minutes it takes to distribute materials to students and collect those materials. And, and the time it takes to transition from, you know, leading a one-to-many lesson on the interactive whiteboard, uh, which is likely being driven by their computer, which likely lives and never leaves their teacher's desk, right. um, to then moving to their document camera so that they can share a worksheet or a print article. Um, and when they transition from one piece of technology to another, um, you know, they, they have to switch sources to the projector 
and they need to go through the focus and zoom rigmarole um, and then transitioning students from one activity to the next right it requires whatever yeah. tool the student needs to switch right between them as well uh, and then if they want to do a one-to-one -one activity you know it takes time to go and have get the devices out and get students logged on um, so you know think about how much time is actually spent in transitioning between activities versus learning. I mean, right. transitions just take time, right? And they can't be eliminated, uh, but they can be minimized with Surface. So um, let me give um, everyone a connection example that, that should hopefully resonate. So let's take a time hop back to, um, to, the, to the summer of 2007. So this was like almost 12 years ago. That was the year that Apple first launched its iPhone. Uh, which, by the way, was $499, so more than Surface mm. Go is 12 years later. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's easy to forget what life was like before the iPhone, before it became mainstream. We carried around um, a phone and an MP3 player and a digital camera. And if we wanted to have, like, a beautiful browser experience on the Internet, well, you know, we had to go home for that or we had to be at the office for that because we needed to be on our computer. And then all of a sudden... All of those um, single purpose technologies, they lived within one device and it was in our pockets as we went about our day, right? Mm -hmm. And that 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 um, that technology, you know, it enabled us to be so efficient and accomplish all of those tasks extremely fast. And, and this is what Surface does in the classroom in it for instruction and for teachers. Uh, it's the teacher's wireless presentation tool that they can carry around the room with them. Um, so that they can support individualized instruction and personalized learning, right? Uh, they don't need to be the sage on the stage. It's also their notebook. Uh, it's their document camera. It's their interactive whiteboard. And it can even be their distance learning tool. And, you know, it's light enough to be carried around, but it's large enough uh, to provide a work surface that it that just makes sense. So um, Miracast is the wireless technology that allows teachers to either just natively connect up to a wireless projector or if it's um, if it's a digital projector and it doesn't have wireless capabilities, there are inexpensive wireless dongles out there to allow that teacher to teach untethered about the room. Um, and then to replace the document camera, you know, they can open up the Office Lens app and use the eight megapixel camera um, mm -hmm. that's both on Surface Go or Surface Pro. If Surface Pro happens to be their teaching device, to instantly digitize and then display print material without needing to switch sources or manually position and focus and zoom into the content so that it's being displayed, you know, uh, and, and, and viewable for their students. And then, you know, and then, and then to that one point that I made about uh, the time it takes to get students logged into their devices, Surface has something called Windows Hello, which, um, which is our secure biometric tool that will recognize students and sign them on without the need for traditional authentication. Now, it's, 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 it's an option. So, so, so schools don't have to use Windows Hello, uh, but it is a very secure way for, for logging on. Um, and, then, and then the digital linking. So instead of, you know, a, instead of just one large interactive whiteboard in the front of the classroom, now the teacher has a secondary interactive whiteboard that they can be using in the back of the room or they can be using when they're helping um, students. And then when you think about just the impact of interactive whiteboard technology and how that's you know, really just aided the learning experience and collaboration and you know, all that stuff, um, when you think about Surface Go on students' desks, uh, they all actually have their own interactive whiteboard now. So you've got like more than, depending on how many students you have, 
30 or more interactive whiteboards in the classroom now. It's, that's just awesome. Um, but anyway, so for teachers, you know, Surface gives back time, more time for instruction because it cuts down transition time that's normally spent uh, as they have to move between one technology or one mode uh, to another. Uh, they can perform those functions now in one device. That's good. So how are you seeing teachers using it today with their students? Yeah, so this is where we, uh, this is where I get to talk about um, effective teaching strategies. So the, the pedagogy, the, the art of teaching. And I just, I love this area. And, um, and instructional technology decision makers love this area too. So this is good stuff and pay attention. Um, but effective teaching <laughs> begins with prepping the students for the activity that they're about to do before you even get into the content. Um, and that's a mix of defining the tools needed to do the work, and then also defining the lesson objective. Um, and of course, you know, putting in the initial instructions um, that, you know, that they'll provide. So, uh, so here's an example of, of what I'm describing. A teacher would say, um, students, please put everything away but your pencils. And table leaders, please pass out uh, the articles to your team members. We're going to be reading for information, um, looking for supporting details, and we're going to highlight some main ideas. Or the teacher may say, you know, students, please go to the bin and pull out a, a sheet of online paper, uh, a protractor and a ruler from the bins and a pencil from your desk. We're going to be doing some problem solving today and drawing angles. Um, so in both of those examples, um, you know, you notice that, um, and by the way, these examples are you know, not in a one-to-one -one environment. This is just traditional. Um, but the teachers set the table for learning. So they defined the tools and then the expectations for what the students were going to be doing uh, for that next instructional time block. But the tool lets students know, you know, what hat, what hat they need to be putting on. Are they going to be drawing? Are they going to be you know, interacting with manipulatives? Are they gonna be problem solving? Are they, are, are they expected to write? And teachers do this um, to prepare students and get them focused on what they're about to do before they even jump into the lesson. So again, this is an effective teaching practice. But when we look, you know, at a, at a laptop only one-to-one -one environment, um, when a teacher's trying to set that table, the tool component um, is lost uh, because it's always the same, right? Um, so it's not until the student then gets into the program and launches the activity that they understand how they're supposed to be interacting with the content in order to meet whatever that learning outcome is. Uh, right. but, with yep, but, um, but with Surface Go, because of how adaptable Surface Go is, it's bringing back that ability in one-to-one -one environments for teachers to link the tool or the mode um, as part of how they're getting students ready for the activity, you know. Um, so, so to go back to those examples, instead of saying, you know, students, please put everything away, but your pencils and pass out the article, we're going to be, you know, reading for information and we're going to be highlighting main ideas. That teacher instead is, is going to go, you know, students, please go to the cart and pull out Surface Go. We're going to be using it in tablet mode today. We're going to be, you know, reading for information and you're going to go to this link and then you can use Surface Pen and the highlighter tool within the browser, and you can be, you know, hi um, highlighting the main ideas there. Or, uh, or with the second example about going to the bin and grabbing the paper and those and those physical tools, the protractor and the ruler. You know, they might say, um, okay, students, you know, please go to go to the cart and pull Surface Go out, set it up on your desk in studio mode. We're going to be doing some problem solving today. Make sure you get Surface Pen, and then when you open up, uh, you know, when you open up the activity, get out your virtual ruler and your virtual protractor. 
So, you know, it seems like um, something as maybe insignificant as a, as a hinge, you know, well, what does that really do? But it's actually this amazing element built into the design because um, it's building back in a teacher's ability to define the tool and the mode of interaction to help students get ready to learn. It's good to hear how, or some examples at least, of how it can be used or how it's being used in the classroom with their students. So Surface Go is also available with LTE connectivity. So where do you see the value of LTE playing with uh, the education space today? Yeah, great question. Um, so, you know, so, so, so yes, we, we have Surface Go in, um, in two versions. We have it in the, in the normal Wi-Fi Connect version, but then we also do have Surface Go with LTE. And outside of education, you know, we see uh, first-line workers who have line-of-business apps and they need to be connected wherever they are. Uh, you know, they're the road warriors um, and they need, they need, you know, a PC. They need that portable power to be able to get their jobs done. Um, and it's this is the same first line worker story and use case that I see in higher ed. When I look at you know all of the support folks that keep universities and colleges and campuses running full steam, right? So we're looking at like the maintenance and the facilities and the IT support folks. Um, so when you're when you're looking at you know how do I approach uh, a college or university that that you know is so dispersed and they have different departments and all of those departments make their own purchasing decisions you know how how can I have a centralized conversation that's going to make an impact and be relevant uh, across a, the university uh, you know I I encourage everyone to talk about the value that LTE and Surface Go brings. Um, to make sure that all of those road warriors that they have supporting that campus can be connected, uh, you know, even if they're in a if they're in a campus provided vehicle and they're driving off campus, well, you know, they may at that point just be 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 left to you know, depending on on their personal device or their work provided cell phone in order to be able to access what they need to do to get their work done. Um, but if they have Surface Go with LTE, well, that's that tool for them. So that, that's just one, you know, example of where Surface Go makes a lot of sense with LTE um, in higher ed. You know, there's there's a lot more, but, um, sure. but, but, but that's one that I just, you know, I just think it's, it's great. Um, and then also in K-12, um, and I'll, I'll take a step back here because this is something I'm really passionate about. Um, but it, in inclusion um, is a is a top focus area within Microsoft, both both in our culture and in um, in our product development. And and this is also a huge charter that's set forth by national education policies. So like UDL, uh, Universal Design for Learning, uh, Idea Act, um, Every Student Succeeds Act, ESS. So, you know, these policies are designed to help ensure that no student is going to be left out from receiving equal access to education because of disparities. Uh, and, and those those disparities come in, you know, multiple forms. It, it's in learning abilities and physical abilities or geography uh, or rurality or socioeconomic status. So, you know, if you've ever wondered why um, very few school districts uh, have gone forward with implementing a take-home one-to-one device strategy, know that it's not because they don't believe in the initiative or they don't want to accomplish it. It's because they've been challenged by what they can't control, which is ensuring that every student, once they leave school, will have access to the internet. <laughs> but, you know, we at Microsoft, we are extremely focused on supporting diversity and inclusion. And you can see that in our software learning tools, um, immersive reader, translator, dictation, um, line focus, accessibility checker, uh, picture dictionary. 
And you know, these are our contributions to supporting inclusion in education from an application perspective. And LTE is our way of supporting inclusion in our hardware for students. So you know, Surface Go, as I said, it comes in an LTE version in addition to the Wi-Fi version. And that ensures that you know, school systems can roll out a take-home one-to-one device strategy because LTE is what is going to provide their student populations who don't have internet access uh, with access. That's great. Hey, Jason, do you have any questions? Uh, yeah, just real quick, Aaron. Um, so the education buying season is, believe it or not, it's here and you know it's here now. So if, if I'm an Ingram micro partner and I'm selling into the education space, um, what, what resources would be available to me from Ingram Micro to help me sell? Yeah, so I would I would definitely recommend that everyone make sure they can access the Partner Center portal um, so that they can get the product information they need to, any promotions running, um, make sure that they're, you know, that they're getting um, deal protection through deal registration and special pricing. Um, and we're going to continue to upload, uh, you know, more resources to that portal for you guys to support you. Um, and actually, a lot of what I talked about today, this is a, a three-pillar story. It's a benefits to teacher and student, and then the pedagogical teaching and learning links um, that I that I got to touch on all of those. So I was excited about that. Um, but we have uh, created some new collateral that can help you tell that story. Um, so that will be uploaded uh, into that tool soon. So that's 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 where I think is the first and best place for everyone to go. All right, that sounds great. Now, Aaron, is that something that let's say you're um, a reseller who's just starting out? Um, I mean, then they may have an established practice, but they're just getting into the education market. Is that something that that can help them hit the ground running, or do they need to have a little bit of experience? Um, well, I would say that. Uh, oof, well, that's a good question. Um, I would say that yes, um, learning uh, how to position you know, Surface Go from a um, from a student and a teacher and a teaching and learning um, best practices, you know, strategy approach is really what's going to resonate with customers. And so even if, you know, you're just starting off and getting your feet wet, um, you know, I would say, um, you know, access this new material that we're that we're launching um, and um, and then go out and set up appointments with the instructional technology decision makers within these uh, within these school systems to start having those conversations. You know, it's not deep in the weed from a technical perspective, um, and you know, it really just gets to the heart of what these uh, school systems are trying to accomplish. So, yeah. All right, this is uh, real valuable stuff, Aaron. Thank you so much for your time. We really oh, appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it's been our pleasure. Absolutely. Um, and I want to thank our listeners for tuning in to the Ingram Micro Advisor podcast. Uh, to learn more about Ingram Micro and Microsoft Solutions and Services, please be sure to visit uh, the Ingram Micro Surface Partner Central Portal at ingrammicrosurface.com. If you're not registered, you can click at the bottom of the sign-in page and you can sign up right there. Uh, we'll also be sure to include a link to the portal in our show notes as well as other items mentioned earlier in the podcast. So I want to thank everybody uh, for tuning in and have a great day.